Welcome to the Mentally Well Workplaces Employee Wellness Series. This is the series where we offer practical and strategic advice and guidance in regards to employee mental health and wellness. So you have the best chance of creating a mentally well workplace and looking after your employees' mental well-being. The information we provide is general in nature and does not constitute medical or mental health advice, diagnosis or treatment. If you are feeling unwell or you suspect someone you know is, you are strongly encouraged to seek qualified and medical advice from someone such as your doctor, a healthcare professional, or you can call Lifeline on 131114. Within this session, we'll have a look at what happens when we sleep. So the sleep cycles that we move through and why each step of the sleep cycle is so important. And we'll look at circadian rhythms and what that means. The effects of sleep deprivation, uh, what are the signs and symptoms of sleep deprivation, and the impacts of alcohol, nicotine, and caffeine upon our sleep, and then some tips on improving sleep and some sources for support. So, sleep, why is sleep so important? It used to be that scientists would tell us that sleep wasn't important, that when we were asleep, we were just unconscious and nothing really was going on, we just rested our bones. But actually, we know that so much more happens when we sleep. It's an opportunity for us to replenish and rebalance the body. And that includes not just our physical health, but our mental health. Because when we're asleep, it gives our brain an opportunity to clear waste. For example, I've often said to people that when we're asleep, nature's broom goes in and has a sweep around of the mind and it decides, don't need to keep that memory, need to keep hold of that experience. That was a learning experience for me. Don't want to be doing that again. Don't need to remember that. Don't need to remember that. Bank it, bank it, forget it. And if we don't clear the waste from the brain, then it will impact upon our mental health. And it's not just an opportunity to kind of have a bit of a clear out, but it's also an opportunity for us to replenish the chemicals and the hormones that we need to stay mentally well the next day. And when we sleep, our sleep plays a vital role in regulating our mood and, and our appetite. And it also impacts upon our libido. If we don't get good quality sleep, it will impact on our libido. So it actually has quite a significant role to play in keeping us mentally well. So when we go to sleep, we're not just out for the count. We will move through sleep cycles. And our sleep cycles last for about 90 minutes. And there are five different stages that we move through within that 90 minute cycle. So stages one and two are quite light sleep. Um, we would be able to maybe be aroused quite easily because somebody was talking or there was somebody outside and there was a noise at the door or the dog barks, we'd wake up, um, so quite light sleep. And then stages three and four, we're in a deep sleep um, and we are, uh, when we're in a deep sleep, we are uh, repairing our muscles um, and doing all of the things that our body needs physically to do to repair for the next day. But it's not until stage five, REM sleep, rapid eye movement, that we actually get nature's broom in there and have a little bit of a clear out of the things that we need to clear out from the, the day and process our emotions for the day. So that's our dream state, stage five. That's why it's really important that we, we get good quality sleep so that we can continuously move through those 90 minute cycles through the night so that we can do all of the repair and all of the replenishing physically and emotionally ready for the next day. Circadian rhythms, what are they? Well, basically, that's our 24-hour body clock. Circadian rhythms is our daily cycle. So physical, mental and behaviour changes that follow our daily cycle. 
and our circadian rhythms will respond primarily to light and dark in the environment. So if we are exposed to too much light uh, at the end of the day and we're trying to go to sleep, it will impact on our circadian rhythm, which means it won't release sleepy hormone, which is melatonin. And we need melatonin to tell us, oh, okay, the day's nearly done, time to lay down and get some sleep. So it's really important that we understand that our circadian rhythms will um, impact on our ability to get good quality sleep. It's very important that we try and go to bed at the same time every night to sleep and wake up at the same time every morning so that we can reset our master clock. Symptoms of sleep deprivation. Grogginess and fatigue is understandable. We all know what that feels like. But if we have a number of nights of sleep deprivation or even a number of weeks of sleep deprivation, then we can find that symptoms such as irritability, anger and outbursts are much more frequent for us. Tearfulness, unexplained kind of mood swings can be a symptom of sleep deprivation. And then headaches and poor concentration. So neurological impacts of sleep deprivation. If we're not moving into that fifth stage of sleep in our sleep cycle, when we can replenish emotionally and deal with the emotional things that have gone on the day before, then it's going to impact us um, neurologically. It will impact us in terms of headaches, concentration, memory. Uh, we might find ourselves dozing off through the day. And then we increase our likelihood of mentally stalling or fixating on one thought or event. So if we are sleep deprived, then it will impact us cognitively. So unfortunately, alcohol is not actually a good thing in terms of staying asleep and improving um, our sleep quality. Alcohol, caffeine and nicotine all affect our mood in one way or another. And when it comes to alcohol, even though it might make you feel sleepy initially, it will impact you through the night. And I can guarantee you that most people know what it's like when they drunk too much the night before to wake up with a start and be absolutely wide awake when it's a ridiculous time, four o'clock in the morning. The thing about alcohol is the stage of sleep that it will affect through the night is your REM sleep. And that's the sleep that you really need, that fifth stage of sleep to stay mentally well. Caffeine will affect our ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. And remember that there's caffeine in other things other than coffee, so things like energy drinks. So do try and limit your caffeine um, at least six hours before you're going to sleep so that you can give your body a chance to, to metabolise and digest the caffeine and then not impact on the quality of your sleep. And nicotine is a stimulant, much like alcohol. Um, so for smokers, you'll notice that the closer to bed you have your last cigarette, the, more, uh, the longer it will take you to go to sleep. So try and lay off having that last cigarette before you go to bed so that your body's got a bit of a time again to metabolise the nicotine. Improving sleep. We want to be aiming for between seven and nine hours of good quality sleep every night. Now, I know it's not going to be possible for everybody every night, particularly those that have got young children, but that's our aim and that's our goal. And the way that we can work towards seven to nine hours of good quality sleep is to set a routine and stick to it. Try and go to bed at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning. Just give it a go for a couple of weeks and see how much better you feel the next day. I will guarantee you will feel improved once your sleep is improved. Your concentration will be better. Your ability to regulate your emotions will be better. Uh, your productivity will be better, your patience will be better, and then your relationships will be better as a result of that. Gentle exercise. We know that when we exercise, we 
we actually generate the feel-good hormones and we need to replenish those, especially when we're stressed through the day. So gentle exercise will improve your sleep, as will paying attention to the things that you eat, particularly before you go to bed. So if you're eating a big meal, which has got lots of carbohydrates, which is highly processed, your body's going to be working really hard to digest that meal, when actually what we want it to be working hard on is moving through those five stages of the sleep cycle. Be comfortable. Have a space that's cool, quiet, and dark. That will help with your sleepy hormone, the melatonin. Leave your devices alone. Obviously, devices will, are a stimulant in, in one way, but also the light that they emit, the blue light that are emitted from our devices, will impact on your melatonin. And so it will tell your brain, no, it's not time to sleep. It's actually time to be awake. So try and leave your devices alone. And then finally, sources of sleep support. Now, I've worked in mental health services for 25 years, and I will tell you the first thing that is impacted when our mental health isn't good is our sleep. And when we start to move along that mental health continuum to reacting and to poor mental health and to declining into mental illness, our sleep will be greatly impacted. Uh, we cannot work without sleep. We cannot function without sleep. We cannot go for more than one, maybe two nights without sleep, without there being a huge impact upon our mental health. We will become mentally unwell. So if you are having any trouble with sleep at all, go and have a chat with your general practitioner. There may be something that he or she can do to help improve your sleep, even if it's something that they can do to reset things because you're not able to, to practice those um, habits of resetting your body clock, you might need some kind of other intervention. Just go and talk to your GP about that. And then sleep disorder clinics. Sleep apnea is the number one misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed sleep disorder in Australia. So you could be um, experiencing sleep apnea and not knowing, which means that you're waking frequently every hour, gasping for breath, uh, because you have sleep apnea and your airways are, are constricted and that's a really easy fix. So maybe have a chat with somebody at a sleep disorder clinic if you're concerned about your sleep. If you want any more information about sleep, you can always email me, tina at careerdevelopmentcentre.com.au. I'm happy to send you through some resources. I hope you found this to be really helpful. For more information, simply visit our website at mentallywellworkplaces.com.au.